In this week's Big Tech Show, we talk to the Dublin startup that wants to help big companies stop making stupid, embarrassing mistakes with their AI, such as telling people to eat rocks as part of a healthy diet. Basic definition of hallucination is say, stating something very confidently, but in fact, it's factually incorrect. This AI technology is very good at stating something very confident, mimicking human-level confidence, but then they could be factually incorrect. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. An Irish independent digital subscription doesn't just get you the news. It gets you the best of Ireland's stories all in one place. Whether it's the best of politics, business, sport, entertainment or lifestyle. Get it all for just €4 Euro a month for 12 months when you first subscribe. Visit independent.ie forward slash subscribe today. Irish Independent. Terms and conditions apply. Cancel any time. This is an Irish Independent podcast. Today on this Indo-Daily Extra, another joint committee meeting, more RTE revelations. I'm aware of one instance where somebody was had a loan of a car. My understanding is that car has been returned uh, and that individual is a staff member of RTE. So there and will how be, long would the car have been on loan? Uh, I believe for a period of five years. Yeah. Yes, not right, okay. Can you honestly say as commercial director that your position is sustainable? I'm not sure my position is tenable because the invasion into my privacy, the effect on my mental health, and most importantly, the erroneous reports on both Twitter and in newspapers about me and my husband has crossed a line that I do not find acceptable. One last question. Of course. That car that was on loan for five years, do you know when that was returned? Yesterday. I'm Siobhan Maguire and joining me now to talk through an afternoon of that joint committee and what we learned is Philip Ryan, political editor at the Irish Independent. Philip, thanks a million. I know what I'm asking of you is an awful lot now. I'm asking Mm. you to cram in as much as you can. Can we start with last night and what kind of information you heard? Yeah, so last night it kicked off with uh, a series of documents, quite extraordinary documents really, to be released by the National Broadcaster around just 9pm. And the first tranche of documents you had at, at the full Ryan Tuberty's uh, latest contract with the station. You had Patrick Keelty's uh, document or contract with the station. You had this uh, now infamous letter from D Forbes to Ryan Tuberty saying that his wages will not go down uh, throughout the term of his five-year contract. And then later on that evening, we got uh, the first glimpses of uh, this famous barter account and and details around how that operated and uh, without seeing the details. And then this morning, again, just before 9 a.m., we got we got the barter accounts, which was this full uh, spreadsheet of the, this uh, kind of secret of fund that Orti was using, mostly for commercial purposes to to bring clients out, wine, dine them, uh, to to host events, uh, and as we've learned in recent times, to pay for Mister uh, Tuberty's salary. But this question was asked last week of those from Orti who attended the committee meeting. You know, was there more than one barter account? And as I recall, that question was posed by by Catherine Murphy and the answer was 
No. Yeah, and we've seen today from the documents that came that there is three different barter accounts. Now, Richard Collins, who is the, the current chief financial officer in RTE, he was asked this very question at the the Oireachtas Media Committee meeting this afternoon. It, it was like, well, you told us last week there was only one. His explanation was, well, it is one account, but operated in with kind of three different arms. The explanation he gave, he said, if you, I was to ask you, how much your shopping costs every every week? And you said two hundred. You would say two hundred euros. You wouldn't say, well, I spend uh, seventy euros in Tesco, seventy euros in Aldi, and another sixty in Marks and Spencers. So uh, that was his explanation for it. I'm not sure it washed over very well with everybody in the committee, but there is certainly um, three different. Uh, tranches of documents that they they gave us uh, related to barter accounts. One of the more hilarious things about the barter account documents that they released is that they actually released them redacted. The, so some of the, the information was redacted in some of them. But all you had to do was highlight those uh, um, various cells in an Excel spreadsheet, change the color to white, and you can see all the information. It's like the, the good old days where you'd hold up the redacted word to the daylight and exactly, you would see it yeah. immediately, <laughs> yeah. Philip. So, look, we did have information that, you know, um, Ryan as well, he didn't refuse a, a pay cut, but rather any disagreement was over the level of the cut. So we're getting a little bit more clarity in all of that. Yeah, we're... we're it, they're bit by bit we're getting information about how all these things worked out and one of the, the big things that we will find out even more is that it seems that Ryan Toberty and his agent uh, uh, Kelly are willing to come before the, the Oireachtas committees now and, and talk to them about that but yeah look it seems that there, this deal was done uh, this kind of complicated arrangement which involved a commercial partnership with Renault Renault subsequently uh, decided that they would not be dealing with that and uh, th- that they would not no longer continue that arrangement and RTE stepped up and said they will cover that. And that is on foot of this letter that uh, D Forbes gave uh, Ryan Toberty. Um, we're told that that, uh, that that letter came from a verbal agreement between over a Teams call, uh, presumably involving uh, Mr. Toberty, uh, Ms. Forbes and Mr. Kelly, uh, amongst others. So, look, he, they, they were very quick to say he wasn't saying he, he wouldn't take a pay cut. It was more around how much of a pay cut he would take. Talk to me about flip-flops. Yeah, so flip-flops, that's uh, one of the the things that came up in this barter account. So th- there was a summer party held for uh, clients of RTE, for commercial clients. And part of the arrangement or part of the party was spending close to €5,000 on uh, 200 pairs of Haviana uh, flip-flops, which people will be familiar with when they go this, on holidays. This seems absolutely crazy to me, uh, Philip. I have the the tweet Mm. here last night that yourself and other uh, Mm. political editors were uh, tweeting 2016 RTEs asked a Sparter account used to spend €4,956.73 on 200 pairs of Haviana flip-flops for an agency's and client's summer party. Yeah. I mean, that's that's 25 euros for flip-flops. That's, yeah, <laughs> and, and something that you generally just lose when you're on holidays. But, um, it, it, yeah, look, the RTE will argue that this is part of uh, running a commercial division. You go out there, you wine and dine all these clients, and then they throw money at you when it comes to buying ad space, whether it be on TV, radio, or, or, or on their website. So, look, that'll be their range, their, their argument. There's a whole, that's only one small part of the, the barter account and what it was used for. We have uh, trips to rugby 
WWE matches, trips to endless amount of concerts. Harry Styles, Robbie Key, or Robbie Williams, Phil Collins, Garth Brooks, Garth Brooks, Westlife, you name it. They've been to Ed Sheeran, uh, and they've trip they've, to Japan. Trip to Japan, yeah, uh, for uh, Rugby World Cup, I believe that one was. So there is, yeah, look, it's a lot of spend. They will again argue saying like, look, this is how it works in our world. We all, we we bring these clients out to all these places, make them feel special, and then they just throw loads of money at us. We heard at the committee today, uh, um, uh, Geraldine O'Leary, who's the head of commercial there, that that she uh, she defended her own um, involvement in a lot of these trips because she it's been out, uh, of course, and, and reported that she went on trips with, with her husband and clients when she went away. But it, her argument was that, look, all this money was spent. It came to a grand total, I think, of 1.6 million over, was it eight, 10 years? And... She says she raised 1.6 billion in commercial revenue for the station during that period. Yeah, uh, you know, and and I did hear her speaking at the committee and you can tell that it's obviously been a very tough week for for all of these RTE uh, people appearing before the joint committee and and you know she even mentioned herself that you know it's 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 been a difficult time for herself and her husband. Um I think as well, uh, Philip, when we watched uh, the joint committee today, um, a lot of us would have would have been watching out of because this is everything. This is all people in the country are talking about at the moment in relation to news. And I think what last week did was allow us to get an insight into um, the the good work that TDs can do when allowed to really ask the hard questions. Did that happen today, though? Yeah, well, the the main thing is the spotlight's not on them. It's not a TD sitting in the chair there looking crestfallen, being asked about how much they spent on a few points out with whoever. Um, so, yeah, they're in their element. Uh, today, look, you, you could some might suggest that's run now a little bit of steam today, but there certainly is. It might be an aspect of it's just overwhelming amount of of, of avenues of uh, investigation for the TDs. Like you've got all this document which they get at the last minute, um, that they they have to trawl through and, and and get their questions about that. Then you have all these various contracts that have to be sifted through. Then you have all the the various new revelations that just keep coming when you when these guys come before committees, the the RTE board and executive. Yeah, because today we heard about uh, certain things concerning uh, car loans to RT. Well, allowances, yeah. So the, there's a big thing, and you could see it. That's another thing, sorry, about last night that they released the, the salaries of the top 100 um, staff members or contractors in the building. They didn't release the names, but what st- stood out was two things. One, the vast majority of the people who are on the big books seems to be either executives or managers rather than broadcasters. Um, and the other thing was that there was a whole host of them that seemed to get car allowances. And, and that was brought up on a number of occasions at the committee today, including by Timmy Dooley, who who asked about uh, if there was anyone with an arrangement who got a car allowance and also was given a car through a commercial partnership. And they said there was. There was a, a member of staff um, who actually was lent the car by some provider of uh, vehicles for five years. And uh, then the real bombshell to that one was they asked, Timmy Dooley asked, when did that arrangement end? And interim C or interim director general, Adrian Lynch, said yesterday. I mean, the mind boggles, Philip, because the people we see today are the same people as last week. And an awful lot of the information today was not even raised last week or or uh, volunteered. You just keep wondering what next. Yeah, Shunya Rallig herself, the current chair of the, the RTU board, she said, look, 
There's a lot of more information to come and this is going to go on for uh, weeks, if not months. So we have the committee wrapping up today. What do we know for the rest of the week now? So the rest of the week, that's the that's the big event for this week. And uh, the RTU board still have our executive um, still have a series of um, documents and information they have to provide to the public accounts committee, which presumably will be provided today or tomorrow. Uh, the public accounts committee will then meet, but they will discuss it um, in private to begin with, and then possibly publicly. There'll be no witnesses this week, and and then we're we're waiting on various avenues um, of investigation. The Grant Thornton are doing their work internally in RT, looking at things. Uh, Media Minister Catherine Martin announced her look into corporate governments and HR issues in in RT. That's going to keep going. Who knows when that'll complete its work. And and then in the coming weeks and months, we're probably going to see a few more appearances before Rockless committees, including uh, the one everybody would be looking forward to, the Late Late Show, former Late Late Show himself, Ryan Tuberty. And my thanks to Philip Ryan, political editor at the Irish Independent, for joining me today. I'm Siobhan Maguire, and today's episode of the Indo Daily podcast was produced by myself and recorded by Gavin Hennessy with video by Dara Kelly. Archive clips from Iraqdas Television. And if you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow, and leave us a review.